You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. The podcast is brought to you by Conversa, a podcasting agency that helps B2B brands start podcasts to connect with prospects, grow brand awareness, and create better content. So brand journalism is a pretty hot topic these days. The idea being that B2B marketers should produce content aimed at educating and informing their audience, like thought leadership content, and to do it much like journalists do, because the idea goes, content that includes journalistic elements like an engaging lead, a structure conducive to keeping people interested, quotes from subject matter experts, and uh, and things like that, that that all adds up to better content at the end of the day. Now, here with us to discuss this concept of brand journalism is Jason Avant. Jason is content marketing manager at Frequence, an advertising automation platform for media companies, and Jason is also a freelance writer. So, Jason, hello. Welcome to the show. Hey, Jeremy. How are you? Nice to be here. Great to have you. So, we're going to talk about branded journalism here, and I just mentioned that you're a freelance writer, so you've you've kind of you know had at least a foot or half a foot in the journalism world. Tell us a little bit about your experience as a freelance writer and you know, like what you've done. Sure. So I started off doing blogging as basically a, a non-paying hobby at first. This is back before anybody was making money as a blogger <laughs> back in the, back in the dark ages around 2005, I think. And I, you know, with my website, it was, it was a site focused on, on dads as a, I was a recent dad myself. And it just, it, it picked up a little traction and I started getting some, some, some nice numbers and audiences and started getting requests to do some freelance work and started pitching and, and, and found myself just working in a whole different, you know, a whole variety of, of, of different areas. I did some pop culture writing. I worked in the motorcycle sector. I did some writing about surfing. I did writing about beer. I mean, you, you, you know, pretty much you name mm-hmm. it. I, 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 I jumped into it, and I think it it was that sort of it that natural curiosity about the world and about people that that really kind of pushed me in the direction that I started taking the content that I was doing for 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 my employers and in starting to really kind of work in, mm-hmm. into that brand journalism mindset. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So you've really had a lot of experience writing for a lot of different audiences and which is, I think one of the things that journalists are, are good at and get trained at. And so let's, let's get into brand journalism and all that that entails. So let's just first start with what is brand journalism? I kind of stag took a stab at defining it up top there, but I'd love to hear your understanding of what we're actually talking about. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a there's a million different definitions for it, and I think for me, it's it's really this idea that you're taking the the practices, the 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 tenets, and the, and even the ethos, right, of, of of you know what I like to call real journalists, and applying it to 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 business content. For me, you know, brand journalism is 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 at its heart, it's 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 sharing instead of selling. That is, you're your brand is really creating content that's that designed that's designed to educate to inform people content that focuses on the world in which that brand operates you know who or what affects the brand but also who or what does the brand affect and these are a little this is a little bit different than than talking about you know content right or I'm sorry it's talking about product or service it, it yeah. is it's it's impact focused i think in a, in a lot of ways you know and again those those two essential questions for me when i'm thinking about 
this a, a brand journalistic approach to any piece of content is you know again who or what affects the brand secondary mo- and more important who or what does the brand affect and those to me are kind of that that's that jumping off point that starting point when you're thinking about this well say more about that what do you mean what do you mean when you say who or what is the brand affect yeah I, I like to think of it as you know a lot of times content producers especially on the b2b side you know are are very keen on talking about what does what does the brand make? Like what is what is the product? And I I think if you shift it toward you know what does the brand do, and you pull back that definition of do, and apply it to the world around it, then you you start to kind of dip into that. A good example I worked I worked for a biotech company several years ago, and I was I was doing content and communications for them, and one of the products that that that, that they were making were kind of these field portable. DNA testing kits, <clears throat> and so the idea was you could take these these kits out anywhere and and you know run a run a DNS on, DNA test on 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 a person or persons, and and get back information <clears throat> relatively quickly and you know in, in you know blah 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 all these you know that was the yeah. product right so so what I found really interesting was was the these kits were being used by NGOs as well as some governmental organizations in in parts regions of Central America that were previously war zones and they were using these kits to, you know, identify these remains that were found in mass graves. And by identifying, they, the kits could identify, you know, who these, who these people were and thus for that information, they could give closure to families and, and really sort of, you know, have that, again, a real visceral, real emotional effect on actual human beings. And, 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 mm. and, and this was, you know, this, this approach was, was, very novel for I think for this for this brand in particular to really talk about this this impact story as a way of you know really tying in this this very resonant piece of, of information and 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 again something that that I think went kind of far beyond you know how how you know how effective it is is it in the lab and and what's you know yeah. what's, what's the cost benefit analysis but all all the all the all the hard numbers that I think especially in the B two B world we, we we tend to focus our content on. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so in other words, it's more like what we might call thought leadership c- yeah, type sure, of content, yeah. right? The, yeah. the bigger ideas, the, the implications for the industry and the big trends in the industry and that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think thought leadership, certainly there's, you know, there's also a, hu- you know, a human interest piece as well that, that, that I think always can apply to brand journalism, even in the B2B world. And, and, and I think those are the opportunities that, that, I, I think are really fun to look, you know, to look into and, and challenging and, and, and kind of, again, go outside a little bit of what, what normal content marketing for a, for a brand, especially a B2B brand looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of, I've spoken to a lot of marketers on this show that used to be journalists, mm-hmm. like straight up journalists, you know, work for a newspaper or whatever. And so that makes me wonder in order to do brand journalism specifically, do you think that it helps or is it even maybe necessary to have people on your team that have actual real journalism experience or not necessarily? I, I do think it helps. I don't think it's necessary, but I do think, again, there's, there's a, method, a methodology that you know, experienced journalists, journalists adhere to. And, and, and as you say, it's, it's that fact-checking piece. It's knowing how to interview people, right? I mean, part of, you know, yeah. if, you, if you work on, on a on a, on a business blog, at one point you're going to be talking to, you know, your, your fellow teammates, you're might be talking to C-level folks all the way down to, you know, to, to those individual contributors. And 
understanding the types of questions to ask is really important. And, and also being able to, to, to respond on your, <laughs> to answers that you might not get, or that might not be the answer you were looking for is, is all part of that, that, that knowledge and that skill set that does come with being a journalist that's worked out in the field that that's, that's on interviews on subjects. And again, I think too, part of, part of, part of what a journalist an experienced journalist brings to the table is, is that, is, is that research piece as well. Now we know <laughs> it's getting harder and harder these days with, with all of the, 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 the stuff that's out there on the internet to really actually find, you know, <laughs> actual facts, right. As, as sad as that sounds. And so, you know, the, the journalism background definitely helps when you're looking to find legitimate sources for information when you're, when you're fact checking, when you're, you know, and, and, and getting all that, that data that you need to, to support your, 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 your story. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I think even if you don't have former journalists literally on the team that you, you just kind of outline a lot of the particular skills that you're looking for that I think people can learn, you know, you don't have to have journalism experience to learn how to become a good interviewer, how to do good research, right? you know, how to incorporate direct quotes into a story. I mean, th- those are the things journalists learn, but you can learn them. For sure. For sure. One of the things that, I mean, as, as a, as a long time and very experienced, you know, professional writer, it is amazing how many people in the content world don't know how to put together a sentence and don't know how yeah. to you know, <laughs> work off of a basic thesis and an idea. And that's another thing, again, that, that a journalist, that somebody with that background does bring, does bring to the table. Now there are journalists I've, I've worked, I've had team members working for me that clearly relied heavily upon their editors, you know, they'll give you a draft and like, wait, did you write this or did, did you give it to your mm-hmm. kid? To put together? So it's, you know, it, but, but I do find that people that have had that professional writing background, whether it's, you know, coming, you know, a straight up journalist coming from that, you know, the, the paid freelance work, they do tend to have a little bit more of that skill set, and there's less, you know, editing involved. And I, you know, yeah. again, to folks that come from a newsroom, they can turn content around really, really quickly, which is, which is also a benefit. Right. Writing on a deadline. Yeah, That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. And also, I think, I mean, I've had some experience as a journalist writing for magazines, mostly, that you learn how to write to, to, write to keep people reading. You know, yeah, and, there are and, very particular techniques and structures that you employ to right. draw people in, you know, with a lead and then and then keep them going to find out what happens next or they and, and there are certain ways to do that, which also of. Of course, if you're a B2B content marketer, you want that too in the content that you're putting it. You want people to stay longer with it, right? Yeah, it's that it's that intangible storytelling skill, you know, understanding how to basically again put together a compelling piece of content that is typically going to be a long form piece, right? I mean, when we talk about brand journalism, we're really talking about, you know, in, in a lot of in a lot of ways, it, it's not really brand journalism unless it really digs into into a topic, into a subject matter, into a person. And so understanding how to really construct a narrative out of, you know, your notes and your stats and all that stuff is, is it's a skill and it, it and it does take a little bit of time and, in 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 practice and to, to really do and do well. Yeah. Now I suggested up top that the reason people are into this idea and that it's caught on is because the kind of content you produce with brand journalism is better content than you would otherwise be producing. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, I think the 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 one of the tenets I I wrapped my arms around when I got in got into content marketing is it's really just you know present something that's going to grab people's interests and be useful, meaningful, impactful, entertaining, amusing, 
even if this is of someone that will never, ever be a customer of yours. And I think that's, you know, that's the value, right? And, 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 you know, as, as content folks, especially when we're looking at our, at our blogs, we're really, you know, bounce rate is a big thing, right? We don't want people to click on a, on a site and look at it and, you know, in two, in two sentences, God, they're just trying to sell me something. I'm out of here. Boom. Mm-hmm. You, you really want to be able to, to tell that compelling story. And uh, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's the real value. And it has, you know, it, I, I think it's, you know, as, as, as content creators, we're always worried about, you know, what value are we bringing to the organization, especially I think yeah. in, the B, in the B2B world where so much of, so much of everything you do is really focused around that demand gen and that lead gen piece. And I think when you, when you put together that really compelling piece of content, it just, it, it, you know, it builds your reputation as a brand, right? I mean, it, it, to me, it, it, it even goes beyond what we typically think of as, as thought leadership pieces and goes into, you know, trust really, I think is, is the big thing mm-hmm. and, and authority, especially if you can speak in, I think, neutral terms about your business, about the world that you're operating in, about, you know, you know, all, all of the things that, that we focus on in, in the B2B content world. Mm-hmm. So you just mentioned thought leadership and I was going to ask, is, is brand journalism the same as essentially as what we mean by thought leadership or is it kind of different or is maybe thought leadership a kind of brand journalism that you might do alongside other kinds? <laughs> yeah, I think if you were going to do a Venn diagram, you'd probably put, <laughs> you know, you could put that thought leadership piece right in the middle. Again, I think it, to me, it's, it's, it, it really is first and foremost is really going to depend on, on what is your, what is the person or, or brand talking about, you know, and, and if they're adding to a conversation that's, again, above and beyond just sort of trying to move product as we see a lot of thought leadership pieces are. You'll read something and it'll be cool. And then that last paragraph will be, and so we're the only people that can solve your problem here. Click here to learn more. And that's right. that's what you tend to see a lot of. And I don't, I, I think that's great potential sales content. Is it thought leadership? Sure. Is it brand journalism? I don't know. I, th- I think for me, when I, when I see brand journalism, journalism, I see the selling piece removed from that equation. Yeah, and and so that's that's what I think. Now, we've had frequency has been really fortunate, and we've had you know our, our CEO Tom Shelley and our our president and one of the co-founders Oliver Jacob have made some great appearances. And when they've gone on, they are we do a great job, and then they do a great job. I'm not going to say we because I don't take any credit for it, but they do a great job. It's sort of like pulling that camera back and talking about you know how does <clears throat> omni-channel marketing and advertising fit into a into a much bigger world of of just where consumers are these days you know yeah. and i think that's mm-hmm. that's an it's a fascinating topic right and i always think about minority report you know mm-hmm. and when that tom, tom cruise, cruise is walking movie, down the street right? and all the cameras are taking pictures of him and the advertisers you know advertising is directed to them it's 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 a it's a process that, that i think you know skeeves a lot of people out right and one of the things that that we learn especially in, in in some of these 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 discussions where we have our 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 folks out talking about this is that this is a thing that isn't actually that scary to people you know we like to have in in the world that i operate in we like to have ads that mean something to us right that that do speak directly to us and i think that's where that brand journalism piece comes in you know when we start looking at the the data and you know, people that are surveyed and, and the studies that have been done. And we start looking about this, looking at this personalized advertising experience. We're, you know, we're, we're debunking that myth that people find it horrifying or scary, you know, in a sense, mm-hmm. it's the opposite. It's comforting. Oh, the computer knows me, you know, it, as, as weird as that sounds. But that's, 
that again is where that 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 brand journalism piece comes in when you're talking mm-hmm. specifically about a certain subject matter and you're looking at the bigger broader picture of how what you do is fitting into you know the world at large mm-hmm. that i think is is where that that overlap can happen in other words you can have one of your 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 folks who's positioned as a thought leader really speaking on a topic that that might be a little bit bigger than the the world in which you know his or her brand operates I feel like I ran yeah, a lot of right. there, but I get really, I, I geek out over this stuff. It is, it's very exciting, I think. And, and mm-hmm. I think one of the things that, that we've seen in the B2C world is this embrace of, of brand journalism by a lot of, you know, Patagonia, for instance, I'm wearing a Patagonia, you know, thing right now. So this is not an endorsement, but <laughs> they do, uh, to me, they're the best. They're doing the best work in, in the brand journalism area right now. They're writing about things like sustainability issues about, you know, native land rights, you know, things that transcend, you know, their cool waterproof jackets or whatever. And they're not really, you know, they're not attaching their name to it. But what they are saying is like, hey, look, we know this is the world in which our brand operates, right? We're selling outdoor gear. And yeah. the folks that we sell to are going to be traipsing around native lands and they're going to be fly fishing and they're going to be hiking through, you know, these areas that are impacted. And, and so that's, that is where I think, you know, that, that, again, that, that trust piece comes in that, that ability to kind of tell the story beyond what you're making and doing really, you know, adds value to, to what your brand is. Yeah. Well, you, a lot of interesting stuff there to look into. So I'm glad you brought up B2C and the Patagonia example. And there are a lot of other examples of that too, right? Yeah. It seems to me that a B2C company has a lot more leeway typically to do brand journalism in a very broad way. Right. Like Patagonia can write about, you know, native land rights. What does that have to do with right. jackets that they yeah. sell? <laughs> yeah. Nothing exactly, but it's part of their brand, right? Their whole. Yeah. And so they they could really write about anything they want and, and in their own particular Patagonia voice. Right. I think yeah. in B2B, typically, at least you're a little more limited. Right. And so far as your audience, at least the assumption is and, you know, based on well, it's just, it's not really an assumption. It's just a fact, you know, your audience is interested in stuff relevant to their work, essentially to their industry. So Um, it does hem you in at least somewhat in terms of what the kind of stories you're going to tell as a brand journalist, you might not have as much, you know, leeway as a Patagonia, but still within that realm, there's uh, still, I think there are some good B2B examples of brands that you know, do brand journalism in a pretty interesting way and tell all kinds of interesting stories. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the areas that we see a lot of content marketing across the board, whether it's B2C or, or B2B is in the talent acquisition area, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's how I got my start. I, when I worked for that first biotech, I was brought on to do content for their, for their, mm-hmm. uh, for their recruiting functions. And there, I think there's an opportunity for companies to really, you know, especially talk to, to dive into things about, you know, ethical business practices when it comes to hiring, you know, wage scales, you know, and, and wage equality and coming up, you know, how are we addressing, how is the business addressing, you know, DEI issues and how is that their sector as a whole addressing those? So there are, there are areas that I think yeah. you can, you can, and, 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 you know, in a, in, a, in a sense should be discussing that again, don't necessarily talk direct, you know, dir- directly speak to what you're making or producing, but do speak to what might be on the minds of people who may or may not even be your customers. And so there's, I feel like mm-hmm. there's always opportunities. And one of the things like that I said earlier is that, you know, 
curiosity is what really drives journalists in general. And I, and I do think that there's there's a need for that with with B2B content folks who are looking to kind of jump into the into into the wars of brand journalism. You know, what what interests you as as a human in this in this world? And how can you connect that in 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 even the most minute, <laughs> you know, tangential way to what your to what your brand and what your company is, is doing right now? And it's not, I mean there's it's it it takes I, I think you know it does take a little bit of courage, especially on, on the B two B side, right? Because you you know <laughs> there's always the chance that you're gonna that you're gonna alienate a, you know, a potential customer or a current right. customer, and and that you know that is there. There's definitely a bit of risk involved there, I think, and I think that's why a lot of B two B brands are, are very hesitant to kind of dip their toes in that pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, one thing that strikes me is that if you're a a journalist, traditional journalist ostensibly your job is to report, follow the facts where they may lead, and then write a story that reveals the truth and helps people understand actually what happened and why it matters and all that stuff. If you're a B2B marketer, you can use some of those techniques and hope, and you know, ideally you're being truthful and all that. But at the end of the day, you're not just trying to inform people, right, and educate them. I mean, you are you are part of the larger sales process. Yeah, 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 for sure. And 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 I always, you know, I always keep that in mind. And I and 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 everybody I've worked with, you know, ultimately, yes, I am. I am responsible for you know <laughs> certain KPIs and meeting goals, and, yeah. and ultimately driving leads and, and 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 developing a customer base. But I do think there is there is when when done well and done correctly this type of, of content work does all those things. You know, people instinctively want to work with brands that they trust. They want to work yeah. with brands that are knowledgeable. And even if that knowledge, even if what they're saying isn't necessarily news you really want to hear, I mean, I'd probably rather work with somebody that is telling me the truth than somebody that's, you know, that's, that's, you know, it's not a snake oil salesperson. <laughs> right. Especially, you know, industry wide, you know, we're, we're, We've on the B2B side, obviously I'm, I'm working for an, an ad tech provider and, and we're keeping tabs on all the talk about recession and, and loss in ad spend and all that stuff. And, and I don't want to be a person that's saying, no, no, that's not happening. I, you know, it's, it's, it's okay to say, yeah, it's, it's, it's a scary world out there. And here's what we're seeing. Here's how we're seeing brands emerge from that or move through it. You know, it's mm-hmm. a time of, of transitional change where, you know, in, in, in my realm, the print media world, for instance, is, you know, what we know what's happening there. So how, mm-hmm. are, how are these traditional brands embracing this omni-channel stuff that, that we've talked about earlier? So yeah. again, there's, there's an element of, of, of truth telling there that, you know, ha- happily in our case can benefit the, our, our business and what we do and what we provide. Yeah, that's true. I think, you know, if you're a B2B marketer, the main metrics there are content that's relevant, useful, helps people solve problems, Right. right? And I think it's kind of just assumed that, well, it's also honest and truthful, right? Like we're not, it's not very helpful if the information is made up, you know, or if you're lying, obviously. So, yeah. So, okay, Jason, well, we've covered a lot of ground here and and gotten to some really good stuff. I'm sure our listeners might have some other questions. If they want to reach out, what's the best way to connect with you? Gosh, I mean, they can, you can reach me at work, (laughs) jason.avon at frequence.com. I'm on LinkedIn as well. And I, I'm, pretty good at accepting connections and providing you're not trying to sell me something directly, but, but yeah, I'm happy to, this is something as you've probably gathered from my, my yap. And I, I do love talking about it and it's something I'm very passionate about and, and I'm excited about what, 
what the future holds for for this for this realm of content. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, thanks for sharing all your thoughts and insights with us today. Really appreciate it. Great conversation. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.